The Mommy Wines Podcast is a Mommy Wines Network and Emma Don production. Brought to you by Coffee Over Cardio, NakedWines.com, and Zaya Active. Okay, wine moms, I have an announcement. I will no longer be taking a commission from my Zaya Active sales. Instead, I want you all to shop through the Mothers Without Borders event when you visit my Zaya Active website and snag up your favorite activewear. Every quarter, I will take the proceeds from the event and donate them directly to Mothers Without Borders. This is a nonprofit organization that aids orphaned children and empowers the local women living in Zambia. I recently had the pleasure of meeting this organization's head operators and connected with their mission. Now, since a 33-hour flight going across the world would leave me in a constant state of pure and utter panic, I am donating my revenue instead of my lack of laborer or shift skills. (laughs) Nobody wants that. To do your part to help and join the cause, all you have to do is shop the Mothers Without Borders event on myzaya.com backslash emadon, or you can donate directly at motherswithoutborders.org. I want to get involved in whatever you got going on because it sounds great. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, like let's see what happens. You know, I mean, obviously, still trying to. I mean, some of the things that I want to do right now in terms of being able to generate revenue is we're going to put together like a swag store. You cool. know, so, and you can do it online, right? Where it's like you design all of the different items and then that company actually like produces it and ships it for you. Oh, yeah, so, that's how my merch is. Yeah, it's great. So I think that that's a great way to generate a little bit of revenue, branding and marketing, right? Like getting your brand out there. So we're hoping to launch that in like the next coming week. We're also considering doing an iFundWomen campaign. So iFundWomen is crowdfunding, but specifically for female entrepreneurs. So anyone out there that, you know, Fun. needs that resource. Yeah. So we're hoping to, so that's part of why we want to do the merch, right? Because then we can use the merchandise as some of the items that you would actually purchase in order for to help us with the oh, crowdfunding yeah. campaign. And then probably like some other levels on there will be like, sponsorship, you know, opportunities and things like that. So I'm hoping to do that, you know, kick that off in the next couple of weeks. Um, It's the holidays. I I feel like people might actually, uh, I feel like people are naturally a little bit more, you know, giving and charitable during the holidays. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So I'm hoping that, you know, and obviously so many people know about what I'm doing. So I'm just hoping that it's like, hey, we know what Robin's doing, like, let's support her. You know, I I hope that that's kind of the mentality, you know. So we're hoping to do those couple of things. Um, But, yeah, I think, like, right now, you know, I still have to figure out, like, the personal income side of things, right? So it's like I can create a base and exhale while still being able to build on this, you know? Like, I have a pretty good template in terms of, you know, the interviews that I put out there. It's an interview template, so I just email it out. You know, you you type up your questions and you send back your bio and your headshot, right? So that's great. Oh, that's super easy. Easy content to produce. The features on businesses is a little bit more involved, and so I have to kind of just get into the, like, the 
mindset of doing one a week. Mm. And it's sometimes hard because I think that I just have to be in the right environment for like, you know, like the words to flow out, you know, <laughs> into paper. Um, so there's that. And then um, in terms of the other types of content, so I have contributors. So I have about eight contributors right now, which has been great, you know, because they look at look at it as an opportunity to build their own personal brand, right? And to oh, be yeah. attached to it. And so like, like blog contributors? Yeah. Yeah, nice. Yeah. So that's been great. Uh, managing it, you know, can kind of get a bit hairy, but it's been oh, great. Yeah. Um, and then the only other thing that's coming up right now is we want to do like an official launch party. You know, I'm like, everyone likes a good party. Everyone <laughs> likes a party. Everybody does. And so with like the Silicon Slopes Tech Summit coming up at the end of January, we kind of want to like piggyback on that because when they do the Tech Summit is also the same week that Sundance is on. So there's just a lot of activity here, you know, in the Valley. So we want to do it um, the night before they kick off the Tech Summit. Ooh. Um, so that's like pretty strategic. <laughs> uh, so we're working out like the logistics of that right now. Um, the building where I live right now, they um, want to host it with me, which I think is great. So then I don't have to worry about space. That's nice. Because space can get tricky, you yeah. know. Um, and then it's just a matter of putting together like, you know, what is the whole experience going to look like? So we're putting that together right now. Um, so yeah, so I think like, you know, in terms of like being involved, I mean, we're always looking for contributors. Awesome. So that's like number one. Um, and I would say that we're also always looking for people that want to email us and be like, hey, you know, my friend is like the owner of such and such store, whatever that looks like, or she is such and such executive at like this company. So we're always looking for women to profile as well. Um, and so, I mean, I've done a pretty good job. We have this like huge running list of, of women that we want to interview. We can always add to that because I don't know everybody yeah. <laughs> on the Wasatch front, you know. So we're always looking for that. Um, and even suggestions, too, of like, hey, you guys should really feature this business. So those are just some of the ways in which people can kind of get involved. So is W Collective, is it just an online presence or is it like a co-working office Just space? online. So okay. it's just online right now and it's mainly content. Next year, we're going to start to do those all-female cohort, you know, courses and master classes um, with key people. So then there's going to be that. Eventually, I would love to do a co-working space, but I'm looking at the industry really closely right now because WeWork, you're familiar with WeWork. So WeWork is kind of blown up. So their IPO failed. They were going to go public, you know, on the New York Stock Exchange. Okay. Their IPO failed. So their board of directors pulled the IPO. They um, forced the CEO founder out. And they're basically burning through cash like nobody's business. And so Ooh. I'm looking at that really closely because I want to kind of see over the course of 2020 what happens with WeWork and what happens with the industry altogether. Because, you know, I mean, I don't want to add to my brand, you know, an aspect of it that's going to be like a faltering, right. you know, like business. So I'm looking at it really closely. Also looking at, you know, a couple of the other co-working spaces that are downtown that are female focused. Mm -hmm. There so, is a couple of them. Yeah, there is. Um, so there's the Wave and there's Lady Bird Society and they're 
very different, very, yeah. very different spaces. Um, yeah, just different in terms of their offering, um, different, you know, areas. One's like the heart of downtown, the other one's near like Pioneer Park, you know. Um, but looking at that too, because I also don't want to add to the competition. I, I'd rather us be complimentary yeah. than adding to the competition. Are you a coffee lover just like me? Sipping my morning java is the only way I can keep up with my toddler and busy lifestyle. That's why I love Coffee Over Cardio. Coffee Over Cardio is a premium coffee company started by female entrepreneur Abby Scott. Whether you love a good flavored blend or a strong roast, Coffee Over Cardio is ideal for any jitterbug. They are also carb-free, keto-friendly, sugar-free, and gluten-free, so pretty much that means they're completely guilt-free. Try Coffee Over Cardio's most popular flavors today, French Toast and New Doctor's Orders Vanilla Hazelnut. Yum! <laughs> Make sure to use code 10 Don to save at checkout. Once again, that's 10 Don at coffeeovercardio.com. But yes, my, my dream would be to also actually have a space um, my business model would be completely different because um, I don't believe in an all-female co-working space in that way because, I mean, if I'm building a business and my co-founder is a guy, well, he's <laughs> going to have to be able to work there. Sorry, you, know? you can't come in. You can't, you can't sit with us. I'm not saying that those two spaces do that, but, you know, I, I want it to be a little bit more... Um, little bit more progressive like even when you go to the w collective site you know we have an advocates committee of men yeah and i strategically put that together because i just think that the goals that women are trying to achieve need the support of men instead of pushing them away and kind of being like no no no, we got this to me it's not about we got this or not it's about the fact that from like a societal perspective right what we want to achieve as women men would like us to achieve that as well. Like, we know that those issues affect the whole of society, right? Oh, yeah. So well, it's like... Yeah, you can't just get rid of men altogether. And it's not like every single man is a misogynist. Well, exactly. And I just think that... Um, we, we have to keep them around for, you know, a couple of things here and there. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> Well, like, for me, it's just like... We live in a patriarchal society, but it's not as though, like, a man stood up one day and was like, we're going to rule the world. It just organically became like that for yeah. a myriad of reasons, like, religiously, for, like, from a society standpoint. For, I mean, there's so many factors. So, for me, I just think that, you know, we do ourselves a disservice by having a lot of these, like, women-only, you know, type of, type of you know companies or organizations or whatever because it gives the impression that like we don't need men we don't need you but I just also think it's a really like aggressive feminist standpoint that like yeah. um is really not doing us any good you know so the advocates that I have what they're saying is like we support right giving women a platform 
you know, um, to learn about who they are and what they do and what their career is like, what their business is like and all that kind of stuff. And what they're also doing is, you know, they're, they're connecting me to women that we should feature. You know, eventually, um, some of them want to like write about women. So they want to write about, you know, women either that they admire or that they've mentored or, you know, maybe it's a colleague that they work with that, yeah. you know, is like a rock. I just think that that message is really important. So, um, so we are very different from a lot of other, you know, female focused, let's say organizations where we believe that together is better. Yeah. Well, too, like you mentioned, there's a lot of, I, I feel like, especially here in this area in which we are, yeah. there's a lot of either like, and this is a mom-focused podcast. I'm not going to mom-shame anybody, but yeah. there's either the more very traditional views of being a mother and working yeah. at home, or there's this other extreme. Everything is just so extreme from yeah. the weather to the terrain to the belief <laughs> system to yeah. the way people talk. It's just yeah. so one way or another. There's no gray area, I feel yeah. like, in Utah. And it's, so it's either this traditional way of living where women stay home or it's this or you're working women first, women this, women that. Yeah. And it's like, I love women. Like, yeah. I'm a woman. I, you know, women are cool. But it's different. It kind of takes away from the fight of equality when it you're totally downgrading does. one to uprise you know another. Who creates that? We do. Yeah. Mommy Wars wasn't created by men. <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> about this ladies yeah right? you know where it's just kind of like we bash women if they stay at home or we bash women if they're working mothers who cares right. because at the end of the day it's about choice yeah. you know I actually responded to um so Susan Madsen is um I believe she put together the Utah Valley Women in Leadership um, organization and she's a super prominent woman here and I mean she writes about all sorts of topics of conversation on women particularly what's happening with women in Utah and so her latest um piece I think it was in the Salt Lake Tribune she was talking about that a lot of times for women it's either or and how we should embrace and yeah. Meaning, it's like it's either you stay, you're a stay-at-home mom, or you are maybe you can't have children, but you're like a working, you know, woman. It's either or, right? Yeah. It's like like it's almost like we're forced to choose. Where she's like, no, if you just embrace and and like whatever that means for you. So for her, it was like, no, at some point for me, I wanted to do more with my life, right? It's like, yeah, I had my children. I think she has four children, but she wanted to create and. Yeah. So she wanted to be a, you know, mother and a career woman and not have to choose between the two. And so I responded by saying, like, for me, at the end of the day, it's about choice. Yeah. Right? And, you know, it's like if you choose to be a stay-at-home mom, well, you should be celebrated because you made that choice, right? That is your, like, in, in you empowering yourself to take a stance and be like, I feel empowered as a woman by being a stay-at-home mom. Awesome. Yeah. That's great. And I and no one else should say anything about it, right? Oh, man, and, I wish I could just... <laughs> but I wish it, I could turn, like, 
you know, like some people are like, oh, you need to, you know, relax and practice self-care. And it's like an important thing. But it's like for me, even like my massage therapist the other day, and this is so relevant because this was literally like two days ago. Yeah. Um, I'm sitting there and I'm like talking through my whole massage and I'm pretty sure, like, my massage therapist was like, shut the hell up. Like, you need to relax. <laughs> but it's like, I can't, like, my mind just goes, goes, and, and goes. And okay. And I'm like, man. But that's like, but you make that choice. Like, and you should feel empowered to make that choice. Like, if you're not satisfied with the status quo, great. That's up to you to yeah, make that choice, that's right? True. And it's just like for women, if you want to be a working mom, and you feel empowered to make that choice. No one should say anything to you about whether or not that's bad. That's you and your life and your choice. You know, so I, so I just was like, you know, because the other thing is that impacted as well is the reason why a lot of women are in the either or category is because maternity leave is pathetic. Oh my okay? gosh, it's like, so bad. Another podcast episode. We, the, you know, like childcare is ridiculously expensive. It's not accessible. Like it's just awful. And I don't even have, you know, a child yet, but I just hear from other friends and what they go through. And other things too, you know, whether it could be a family or friend opinion on like the choice that you make, right? Or whatever that looks like. It's like, if women were just able to have choice that you could afford that choice, you know, gosh, it would be so much better. Yeah. So I will say that what's good about her talking about these, you know, issues is I, and I think sometimes that it, she writes these to kind of, you know, penetrate our special community here. <laughs> but it's, You are so graceful about it. I wish I had the tact to just be like that graceful about it. Like you're getting because the point I love out. that community. I just want them to just, I just want them to be more open-minded. I want them to um, be more accepting of things. I want them yeah. to understand that like, if your wife, you know, decides that she wants to go out there and get a job or like whatever that looks like, that that is not taking away from anything. If right. anything, it is enhancing who she is as a person, right? And if you enhance yourself as a person, you're going to be that much better of a mother and a wife and a friend and a, you know what I mean? Because well, you're yeah. doing something you for gotta yourself. you got to fill your cup. Yes. You know, you absolutely. can't pour from an empty cup. And I was so nervous because I didn't really have much of an option to stay stay home or not. Mm-hmm. I had to stay home because I was moving across the country um, to a place that I'd actually, I'd never even been to Elko before I moved there. Wow. Um, but my son's dad took a job up there and I didn't find a neighborhood here in Utah that I liked, that I right. felt. Because what I was really looking for was I had this idea of if I ever had kids, this is how I would raise them. Yeah. And when I was told I wasn't going to have kids, I was like, well, okay, that needs to go. I don't need that taking up space in my brain. I'm going to move on to something else. And then when the option came of like, WTF, I'm pregnant. Right. (laughs) I was like, okay, so suburbs, white picket fence, you know, a Toyota Corolla in the driveway. Yeah. You know, life is going to go on. 
Um, I tried to find that like suburban Midwest kind of life that I was raised in because yeah. I was raised in a small, quaint suburban town. You know, with like a historical town square, right? And like all of these things, and I was like, okay, well, that's where you raise kids, right? You know, like that's just that's what you do. You, yeah. you move to the suburbs if you have a kid, and that's just the way I thought life worked. Yeah. And also, I like I have friends that are raising their kids in like New York City. Me but, too. But it's like for me, like that New York, LA, St. Paul, like, yeah, like big congested, you like, know, densely populated, expensive cities. Yep. Well, that thought process, when it left my mind, it left my mind. Mm -hmm. So I went back to what I knew, and I was like, okay, kids are in the suburb. I was in the suburb. There were kids in my neighborhood. That's what you do. Because I had to, like, I only had nine months to figure out all of this thing. When people had, like, you know, my friends and people that I went to school with, they always thought, they're like, oh, yeah, like, I'm going to grow up. I'm going to go to college. I'm going to have this career. I'm going to meet a guy, and I'm going to have a family, and this is Mm -hmm. what my life is going to look like. Well, when I was told I couldn't have kids, it derailed all of my plans. It was like, okay, well, what the hell do I do now? Yeah. And then I had Milo, and when I came out here during my pregnancy, I was already, like, six months in. And we were looking around at neighborhoods here in, in Salt Lake area, and I told him, I told my son's dad, I was like, I don't like any of these neighborhoods. I don't think this is a place where you can raise a kid. Not knowing the culture here has like six <laughs> kids each, and there there's kids freaking everywhere. They're a dime a dozen. Right. But <laughs> but I'm like I can't raise a kid here. This right. isn't my vision. Right. And you know I I wasn't as open minded as I like probably could have been because sure. I was like you know like I well and what it do was you condensed. even know what. Yeah. What does anyone ever know well, about Salt Lake? Now I it's different, but even a few years ago, you just think that, yeah, it's it's a smallish kind of town compared to an L.A., New York, San Francisco, well, yeah. whatever, and it's Mormon. Like, what else do we know? It's, it's crazy, too, because I was never even in Salt Lake before I came for that visit. Yeah. I'm just like, I was thinking, I was like, well, all of the research I did on Salt Lake was people go there to ski, they don't live, or right? there's... It's, a, it's the metropolitan city of Utah, which I came in and I was like, I don't want to live in a metropolitan city. I want right. a small, suburban, quiet town right. where my kid, if my kid wants to ride his bike and he ends up in the street, he's not going to get ran over by a bus. Right. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and now that I've been here a year, I'm like, okay, it's not as metropolitan as my original, not at all. <laughs> you know, thought. Because downtown Salt Lake, yes, yeah. where I live, for sure. That's, but yeah. But quickly, out, even like surrounding downtown Salt, there's wonderful neighborhoods that are, oh, yeah. have that suburban kind of feel, you know, like right in close proximity to the city. That's why I like it. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. But, like, yeah, like, I'd never even been in Elko, and I forget what this tangent even was, but (laughs) I had moved to Elko without even ever being there. Really? Yeah. I, like... We've driven past Elko. Of course you have. (laughs) Everyone has. (laughs) (laughs) When we used to live in Reno, so it's like, you know, driving in and out, that's where you That's that's where the highway takes you. That's right. Unless you're a minor. Yeah. You know, you don't need to go to Elko. Yeah. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Unless you're... You're, you know, a part of the gold rush. Yeah. You know, looking to dig up a million. You yeah. Know, there's no reason to be there. Yeah. Uh, however, I love it. I, yeah. It was so quiet. So you've been in Salt Lake for a year? Yeah, I moved July of 18. Okay. So a little bit over a year. Okay. I've been here five. Wow. Yeah. 
What and you- I love it. I love it with all of its crazy, quirky... Really? Madness. Yeah, I do. I, I'm struggling. And it's been... It's crazy, too, because... People have said they're like, oh, it's like ripping a Band-Aid off. You just have to stick it out your first year, and it'll start getting better. And I was like, okay, you know, I'll rip it off. I signed a year-long lease, and I was like, okay, well, I signed a year-long lease. I'm not going anywhere for the first 12 months. And I think with the recent issues that I've had, um, not only trying to get back into the workforce, but especially the mentality yeah the mentality and it's I was during my exit of the job that I just left Mm -hmm. they literally encouraged me to move back home and they're like uh they told me they're like you're not really fitting in or the kind of ideal candidate I should tell you a story I won't name the company but um the CMO so they went through uh, a merger and like an acquisition, right? So they acquired this company, and obviously, like anytime you acquire a company, right? Like budgets are going to like shift and move and, oh, and whatnot. Yeah. And so they had let me go, and my boss didn't want to let me go, so he was pressured by the CMO at the time. But he told me so that I would first hear it from him before hearing it from the CMO to kind of like lessen the blow, right? But um, basically, they told me that my strong personality rubbed some people the wrong way. And I just was like, (laughs) where am I? I was like, what is this place? Like, I couldn't believe it. And when I finally got in to talk with the CMO, he was like, you know, Robin, he's like, you've got that, like, East Coast-style personality that doesn't necessarily do very well here. I was like, really? I was like, maybe that's my problem. Canadian. And he was like... Well, you know that Montreal. I'm like, I'm from Toronto. <laughs> so I was like, clearly, you have taken doesn't even know zero time in your life to even get to know me, right? Okay, um, but anyways, he got fired six months later. So of course, karma. He did. But um, that was the first time, so this was beginning of 2016, where I knew I was living in a different place. Because I've never come across that in any other city I've ever lived in. Toronto, Montreal, New York, LA, Reno, Park City, Sao Paulo, Brazil. I have lived in places. You know, I've traveled to so many different places. And never. And so I was like, okay, we're in a different kind of place, right? Because it is a obviously kind of place. the mentality towards women is, you know, a little bit different. Um, but I didn't let it deter me because I just felt as though that that was that one incident, you know? And especially when I heard that he was, like, let go, then I knew that it was even less about me. I wonder if it's the same boss. I wonder if he got hired somewhere else and... Well, he came with, actually, like, a pretty questionable background. So it was was interesting that as we kind of got to know him and then realizing that, like, you know, whatever talk was happening about me, right, in the company was kind of happening at the same time, you Mm. know? Um, but it's funny because when I ran into a couple of people, like a couple of years later, you know, they were like, Robin, 
they're like there was maybe like a handful of like four people that like had this like attitude but we were like the rest of us were kind of like no 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 we need people like robin here you know we need like women like this because we have to create you know, a much more, like, dynamic, diverse, and inclusive, you know, environment at work, right? It's like, we can't just be in this cookie-cutter mentality of that, you know, women are always going to be in these, like, admin, coordinator, you know, middle management, like, positions, and they'll never go above that because it's like, well, women don't do that, right? So there was a lot of people there that were kind of like, they didn't want to see me go. Yeah. Um, and so I'm sure even with your, you know, experience, it's that similar kind of thing. But the thing is, is that Utah needs us. Yeah. Like, very badly. <laughs> and I'm so vocal about it. Like, and for me, it's, I, I don't sit here and say things off of, like, emotion. I say what happened, and maybe how I feel about it, Mm -hmm. but I'm not sitting there making things up, getting emotional about it, because I'm I'm more of like a, I'm a creative thinker, I'm a logical thinker, Mm -hmm. but I'm not so much an emotional thinker, and I don't don't know, it was crazy, because I was sitting there, and like you said, a lot of it was oh, well, this person said this about you, or this person said this about you. And obviously me being a newer person mm-hmm. outside of the... Little circle. Oh, air quotes. Yeah. Outside of, you know, the I don't even know what to call an organization. Yeah. You know, like they kind of picked the side. And in my exit, they were like, yeah, you're just really not fitting into the Utah culture here. And me, yep. and then I was like, well, I'm not from here. I've been here a year. I'm, I'm you, you know. You should have said, what is the Utah culture? I know I what the Utah culture is. I have yeah, that answer. I should have. But it's, so it's like, ridiculous. I already know what I they're mean, saying. why? Because it's like some, like, you know, widespread, like, statewide cult. Like, come on, people. Well, literally. You know, it's it's a bit ridiculous. And so, yeah, it's like women are not supposed to be outspoken. We're not supposed to be bold. We're not supposed to have like these bold opinions. Like I know like what that mentality is. Are you a fan of the Mommy Wines podcast? Well, of course you are, or you wouldn't be hearing this right now. One of the best ways to support the show you love, besides obviously tuning in every Wine Wednesday for new episodes is shopping the Mommy Wines merch store on teespring.com. This is where you'll find all of the Mommy Wines branded goodness, mugs to hold your coffee over cardio morning java, iPhone and Samsung cases, premium ultra soft hoodies perfect for upcoming cooler months, and of course flowy teas and tanks flattering on every mommy out there. Go shop the Mommy Wines storefront on teespring.com and make sure to use code WINEMOM for free shipping. But the thing is, is that, like, that, so people are flocking here for a number of different reasons, right? Like, these tech companies are flocking here for a number of different reasons. One is that it's easy to do business here, which is great. Like, that's great that we have that, you know? Obviously, a lot of people love the quality of life, right? The skiing and all of that in the winter and the hiking and the camping and whatnot in the summer, right? Like, we have a really wonderful lifestyle here, right? 
it's affordable for now. Ish. <laughs> That's changing, you know. Um, but what's so interesting is, is that like these same companies that are coming from, you know, the Bay Area or wherever other part of the country are coming from cities where they are drastically different. Yeah. From your, so it's ironic to me where it's just kind of like, here are all these like big, successful, you know, like billion dollar companies, hundred million dollar companies that are moving here, right? From cities like a San Francisco, wherever, yeah, where they um, they understand diversity inclusion, and I know someone probably listening might be like, "Well, there's like the women in tech issue, and like right. for sure there are issues, there are underlying issues for sure they exist, right?" But the general kind of like environment is is that you've got you know women that are you know in in important, powerful, like, positions in any of these companies, right? That And they are bold women. You can't, you have to be bold in order yeah. to, like, move up the ranks or start your own company or whatever that looks like, right? But I just find it really funny that there's just this juxtaposition between the growth of what's happening, but then people just thinking that, like, little small you know minded utah is like never going to evolve because you know well we're utah it's impossible well you know what i came across is my my interview with the equal employment opportunity commission my interview because i did i absolutely filed a claim it was ridiculous yeah it was completely asinine that a grown man... I should have filed a complaint, man, but when he was fired, I was like, woohoo, that yeah. was my justice. <laughs> it's just crazy that two grown adults, a man and a woman, mm-hmm. can sit there and say the things that they said to me and think that it's okay. I agree. I, I was just like, you you can't do that. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to sit here. And, and, like, before I had my son, I maybe wouldn't have thought to file a claim because... Mm-hmm. In, in Ohio, my work experience, I feel like, was far more valued. Right. And, but now, it's like I did take those two years off, mm-hmm. and I'm in a new place. I don't have the connections that I have before. Right. And I have my son now, so I have this, like, mama bear, like, okay, yeah, you're letting me go. You're saying these things about me, but that's my son, and this is affecting him, so I'm going to freaking, I'm like... No, you can't do that. Yeah. Because, like, if somebody was messing with me, like, fine, mess with me. I don't care. Say what you want to say about me. Yeah. Do what you want. Have your opinion. Yeah. I'll move on with my life. But now it affects him, and I'm like, do not affect him. Well, here's the other thing, too, right? Like, in taking my story and in taking what you went through, why isn't the Human Resources Department, whoever manages the people, right, why wouldn't they take the time to be like, hey, a couple of things came up, right? And have a conversation about it. And be like, what could we do to maybe, you know, help with like your leadership skills or like whatever that looks like. Yeah. But to really have like a conversation about it. Like, okay, so these people came forward and said, hey, my interaction with Robin was, you know, X, Y, and Z and blah, blah, blah. Robin, do you agree with it? Well, no, or what, right? Like, have a yeah. conversation, really dissect it. Maybe even get those same people in the room to talk about it. And then be yeah. like, okay, how can we all be better, right? Instead of just cutting that person out, be like, oh, no, 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 like, you're too much, right? Well, you know what happened was I was contacted from an employee that has been there for a while. And 
I was blatantly told if I was a part of the popular organization here, that would have been the way it was handled. Or there wouldn't have been an issue with a couple of the people. And it's like my position, I was hired on to design an apprenticeship program for mortgage loan officers. Okay. I didn't work with anybody but myself, really. Mm. I had a couple loan officers that I would bounce ideas off of, I would work with. They were helping me being like, okay, if I had an apprentice slash assistant or whatever you want, because what the program was doing is because credit unions in Utah, Mm -hmm. well, I think, well, credit unions are everywhere, but there are a lot in Utah. Yes. You don't have to be state licensed to be a mortgage loan officer. Right. So what they wanted me to do was they, because they don't have to be licensed, they're coming across this compliance issue where right. people aren't educated and they're making really, really bad but simple mistakes. Yes. And so what they wanted me to do, because I am a licensed, you know, in the mortgage industry, they wanted me to develop this program where they could take people who wanted to be MLOs mm-hmm. and kind of work as an apprentice. Yeah. Um, figure out. Which is a great idea. Yeah, figure out yeah. the tasks, um, kind of assist the loan officer, yeah. work hand in hand, do a lot of the compliance stuff, the background stuff, also giving the loan officers a chance to network and build more business. Yeah. So that was my job. I was to, to design and educate people in that role. Yeah. Um, so I really didn't work with anybody. I kind of had a couple loan officers that they would be like, okay, well, it would be great if the apprentices could do this and this. Right. And they would show me how they do it. And then, because I was supposed to be designing the program for six months to a year and then training the first group of apprentices. Yeah. Um, but... Obviously, that didn't happen. <laughs> um, so I really didn't work with anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the things that was a huge problem that I think is kind of hilarious was they had this kind of birthday tree, I guess. Mm-hmm. Where, so if it was my birthday, the person who had a birthday before me would bring me a treat okay. of my choice. Okay. And then I would bring the person who has the next birthday yeah. a treat of their choice. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like this pay-it-forward system. Yeah. Well, since moving to the beautiful land of treats and cakes and sugar, (laughs) I have gained so much weight. (laughs) And I was like, okay, first of all, my birthday is cursed. Uh, I don't know about you, but it's cursed for me. Nothing good ever happens on my birthday. So I don't want to risk everybody getting, like, I don't know, food poisoning or something crazy happening. When's your birthday? October 6th. So, <laughs> I'm like, it has been, I've never had a good birthday. No. Literally, something has gone wrong. Last year, I was dating a guy for about a year and a half, and his house flooded. Like, seriously, it's like a catastrophe every day, every year no. on my birthday. So, I told the woman, I was like, you know what, don't worry about bringing me a treat. It's fine. I'm trying to diet and eat healthy yeah, yeah. anyway. Um, you know, my birthday's just cursed, just kind of... Just, if you see me in the hallway, just say happy birthday and <laughs> let's just keep it quiet and yeah. maybe we can celebrate or do something like the day after. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, oh, your birthday's cursed. How can that be? And I'm like, no, 
It is. Just trust me. Yeah. Um, like, the craziest things have happened on my birthday, and it's never good. I'm like, I should be, like, a sci-fi channel movie, <laughs> you know? And oh, my gosh. So, that was a huge issue. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, are you serious? You are a middle-aged lady. You are a grown adult woman. And you're sitting here, and you're just like, hmm. sit, like, she threw the biggest fit about it. And I think it's because treats are kind of like the break in that company. Like, everyone would get up and they'd sit around and they'd eat their treat and then they would go back to work. So, like, birthdays were huge to do. And I'm like, you know what? Like, let's just do whatever you want to do on, like, the 7th, you know? Like, on a Tuesday. Like, (laughs) let's leave my – first of all, my birthday was on a Sunday. So, they were going to celebrate on Monday. And I'm like, but no. I'm telling you, I swear, it's cursed. I'm not even going to lie. And I'm like, and I've gained 30 pounds since moving to this place, so I don't need any more cookies. Like, I'm good. And so they were insulted by that. They were so insulted Mm. by it. And I'm just like, oh, my God, are you serious? I told the person who had a birthday after me, I was like, I'll still bring your treat because it was one of the loan officers that I worked with. So I was like, I'll still bring you a treat. I just don't want one particularly yeah. I'm like, unless you want to bring a vegetable tray, but that's not going to be fun for people. Well, but I mean, like, say if someone has, like, an allergy, like, gluten, like, whatever it is, like, what, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, what are you going to do about that? Yeah, they were it's very, very offended by me refusing my birthday treat in a polite, professional way. And then I'm sure that snowballed to, like... Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That com- was, like, the catalyst that... It completely snowballed. Mm-hmm. And then there were... Oh, it was just But then it's always terrible. like, and I guess this is like the, you know, the philosopher in me, but it's just kind of like, that's then the place that you don't want to be. Exactly. Right. You know, obviously, even just being there a little bit, I knew I wasn't going to be there forever. Yeah. But at the same point, I would have either built up my consulting business again right because I was a consultant a long time ago I've taken clients here and there throughout the years but I've never had like a very big consistent book of business yeah and I was kind of going that route anyway like I was working towards building that back up um but you know what so I'm gonna tell you but they just nipped it in the butt I'm gonna tell you so this is like my philosophical side of me but it's almost as though that the universe wanted to force you out so that you would really go after what you really want to do, right? Like, that's how I feel about the situation that happened with my job earlier. Like, yes, I wasn't happy, and, you know, and just even thinking about, like, what am I going to do, and, right, like, that whole, you know, mental, like, stress, you know, and sure, yes, like, I was worried about my mother-in-law, but then I was also just worried about, like, myself, right, like, getting up every single morning and just having this feeling like, ugh, I really just don't want to go, right? Oh, I hate that. Right, and so, you know, when, like, my, you know, boss, like, called me in, and I knew, you know, so it's, it's just so interesting, because in my mind, I was like, should I start looking for another job? Like, what should I do? Right? Because I really See, I feel felt like you trapped. always kind of know. Like me, I'd never been written up. I'd never even been spoken to in a disciplinary right. way. 
But I walked into that room and I kind of had kinda a know. Fe- yeah, yeah, like you can't. I don't know. It's kind of like you know how psychics say everybody's a little psychic. <laughs> like I feel like you can't have people consistently talking bad about you before you start realizing that people are talking bad about you. Yeah. Like, I kind of just knew, which was crazy that I had that feeling in the first place because, well, it's actually kind of ironic because I turned in my first 90-day project review. Like, I was supposed to submit these, like, 90-day, like, I guess, work plans or process, you know, reports or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, And it was basically, like, the very basic outline of the job description and yeah. how to do each task that the loan officers want from apprentices. Yeah. And I'm like sitting here and I'm thinking, I was like, okay, so I turned that in on Friday. On Monday I come to work and this is what happens. When I've had no write-ups, I've had no disciplinary action, and it's like I've shown up, you know, my attendance is good, I went through the trainings, I come in and I do my job every mm-hmm. single day. You know, and it's, like, obviously, like, I have my son. I don't have a lot of, like, it's weird, too, because, like, when you're out, when you're in school and you're growing up and you're in sports or you're going to class, you're forced to interact with multiple different groups of people. Mm -hmm. But when you're an adult, especially when you have a toddler, it's, like, the options of finding friends Mm -hmm. and meeting new people is really limited. Two things. Oh, play dates or work. Well, <laughs> there's that, but I mean, there. Okay, so one thing is, like, I wholeheartedly believe that the universe wanted you, like, th- knew that, like, this wasn't for you and needed you to, like, go out there and, like, figure out what was going to be right for you, like, for sure, because that's how I feel about my whole situation. And even though it's been super challenging trying to find, like, another job, but, like, the connections that I've made, like, all the stuff that I've been doing, I mean, I wouldn't have started the W Collective. That's if true. I, right? So it's, like... And that's a cool thing you got going on. Yeah. So I feel as though, like, okay, like, that's what I was supposed to birth, like, during this time, you know? So that's, like, one thing. Another thing is, is that that's part of the reason why we have the resources section, because, like, sure, being a mother, right, one of the social things that you can do is, like, the play dates and whatnot. But, well. but <laughs> maybe say, okay, say when I have an opportunity, let's say when your son is with his dad, right, then to connect with these women organizations and the events that they're doing, that is, like, the next best way to connect with people. There would have been no way for me to have had founding members an advisory board of six people, an advocates committee of five men, and eight contributors if I wasn't out there networking. Yeah. Let me know when that's going on because yeah. I'm down to do it. Because even if but, it's like a couple times a month, yeah. then you can go out and just like, because the whole idea, now granted people will be like, well, if like you're, you know, an introvert or whatever, it's, it's hard to be in like a networking yeah. environment. And like, I get that. But I think that, like, that's when you really have to kind of just, like, put aside for a second that you're not, you know, an introvert and really take the time to, like, connect, you know, with someone. Like, all of the networking events that happen across here, I think that that is some of the best ways to meet people and to grow your network and just to feel that you're actually growing like your social community in some way, shape, or form. So if, if all that you're ever doing is going to these, you know, networking events with other women, 
I think it's still better than only segmenting yourself to like only like play dates because that's only one part of your life. You know what? I was actually thinking about this and I was like, I was talking to a friend of mine and, you know, because when I was going to work, I was throwing myself into work and then I was coming home and I was throwing myself Mm -hmm. into you know, my home life. Yeah. Because it's weird because, you know, like I go to work and then I pick up Milo at five o'clock and then I have to come home. I have to make dinner. Yeah. And it's just me and him here. You know, I don't have a husband who can pick up the slack or, you know, cook a meal a couple of times a night. Yes. You know, so it's like I have to clean my house. I have to make dinner and then I have to get him in the bathtub and then I have to try to put down this tiny terrorist and get him to go to sleep and, (laughs) you know, get clothes on him because he can't just be in a diaper all the time. You know, try telling him that. But, you know, he can't. Yeah. And and it's like by the end of the day, I'm tired. You're exhausted. And with it just being me and him, then, like, oftentimes, like, on the weekends and stuff, I have to clean my house. Yeah. And a lot of the problems I was having, and one of the things that I said is, like, okay, well, I get it. Like, okay, maybe I don't fit in and I don't have a bunch of friends here. I'm like, but I'm throwing myself into work, and at the end of the week, I'm tired. Right. And they're like, well, you just need to make more of an effort if you want to live here. And if you don't, then maybe you should go back home. And I was like, okay, That's well, just awful. I was, I was talking to a friend of mine and I was like, and they're like, have you tried meeting women who aren't moms? Because those are the people who are going to want to go out at 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> Those are the people who are going to have the freedom. that's what I'm saying, right? And even if it's to, not necessarily about going out at 10 o'clock at night, right? Right. A lot of these networking events happen between like 6 and 8 at mm-hmm. night, right? And so that's what I'm saying. It's like if there's an opportunity where it's like, you know, you're able to either get a babysitter or, you know, dad can like help out, awesome. Yeah. But like that way it's like you're not going like out, out, because, like, quite frankly, like, sure, I mean, going out every now and again, having a couple of cocktails is fun, but, but like, <laughs> yeah. it's like, are you really connecting? Right. Do you see what I'm saying? So, like, these networking events, you really are making, like, a valiant effort to, like, me, like, what do you do? You know, like, do you have your own business? Like, what company do you work for? Like, what are you mom? Are you like, just, you just get to meet like all different kinds of people, Yeah. you know? And so I think like that, like that everywhere where we have ever lived, that is what we've done. We have connected with normally it's like the startup kind of tech entrepreneurial community, but they're the ones that are always out, you know, like at all sorts of different events and, I don't know, you're meeting people from, like, different age, different background, male, female, like, all sorts of things. Yeah. So I think, like, that's the next best thing, that you're meeting people of, like, your community. Yeah. And I had that little spark when I had um, Vanessa from Lady Bird on. I don't know. Did you listen to her episode? I didn't. But, uh, yeah, I had her on, and she was talking about, like, networking events and things like that and it's kind of nice because they do have like a child care area of their co-working space yeah I was like but still if I wanted to drive all the way downtown Mm -hmm. and this thing goes until eight then I had to drive all the way back and it's like uh you know I wish I could find things because my son's dad has him on Friday okay every other Friday Saturday Sunday 
and then into the afternoon on Monday. Okay. And I'm like, man, if I, like, could just do things where I don't have to worry, like, if I could mm. just, like, not have to worry about if my kid's escaping or if he's crying or whatever, if I yeah. could, like, do something on, like, a Friday evening. Yeah. You know? Like, that would, oh, that would be ideal. And I ha- yeah. I think I have to find ways to, like, figure out when these events are going on. Um, because that, after I was talking to her, that kind of sparked it. I'm like, maybe I need to get out more. Maybe I need to interact. Maybe I I need to meet people. So Silicon Slopes, their, um, offices are in Lehigh. So for me, it's not much further, right? From where you are right now. They do a lot of Friday at noon events. So it'll be kind of like a fireside chat or a panel discussion, whatever. They usually serve lunch, which is kind of nice, you know? And, and again, you know, I don't know, again, this is very tech entrepreneur mm-hmm. startup oriented, but it is a great community of people. And so I think that if you just kind of take a look at like, you know, there's like Utah, what is it? What is it? It's like Utah Marketing Collective. They do a bunch of events. And so if you were to kind of connect to what they're doing, there's LinkedIn Local, which is also great. Oh, yeah. I noticed that. I mean, it's three to five maybe on a Thursday, you know. So, but if your son is actually, like, is it like daycare or school or how? Yeah, he he goes to daycare. Well, I have his daycare five days a week. He doesn't always go, but. Okay. So, like. That might be an option. And hey, yeah. even if you well, went from like 3 to like 4.30, do you know what yeah. I mean? And then went to like pick them up. So there are, I think, really great options out there that, you know, are not necessarily like the 6 to 8, you know, are not necessarily like Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. They're closer like on the weekends. But I think there are some really good you just options gotta out there. got to dig and find them. Well, yeah. even Which if is it is like... we're trying to curate. <laughs> so like another month from now, you can like come like... I will be your resource so you can actually see the list of different events. And then, yeah, so that's what we're trying to do. Instead of you poking around and, like, you know, figuring out, like, what's on Facebook and Eventbrite and Meetup, like, we're trying to curate what we find online and we're putting it all on our events page. Well, it's that would be ideal. Yeah. That's great because, first of all, I have an iPhone and it's filled with pictures, so I can't down load any more apps <laughs> um and yeah. not being from here I don't know people because like typically if I was in Cleveland somebody would reach out and be like oh hey there's this event going on do you want to go right or I would be in the community already so I would know yeah um but here it's like I'm just kind of like in my little townhouse and I'm yeah. just kind of hanging out and I'm just like okay I need to figure out what to do yeah so yeah if that's gonna be like my go-to spot I'm down for that yeah and if it is techie, small business, startup style stuff, that's what I specialize it's in. It's a great community here. My bookkeeping um, experience and my payroll experience, mm-hmm. it focuses on small to medium-sized businesses. Yep. So if it's a startup or a small business, I'm all over ding, that. Ding, ding. You yes. might get clients. This Maybe. I might make friends and I might get clients. Ding, ding. <laughs> Light bulb. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which, how crazy is it that it's like dark? I I had had, had to turn on my, (laughs) this this is what I use when I need to do like Instagram live. (laughs) I was like, let me turn on my thing. I know. Winter. Yeah. 5.30. It's dark. I'll break this episode up into two different parts. (laughs) But yeah. um, Did you share with everyone where they can find We Collective? 
So, okay, so the... Or w, w Collective, yeah. sorry. Yeah. I'm going to have to cut that out. So, w the URL is thewcollectiveco.com because the domain, just wcollective.com, is almost $3,000. <gasps> so, we'll get there. <laughs> But for now, I was like, okay, let's just buy whatever we can. It's like the closest thing to it. So it's thewcollectiveco.com. On Instagram, we are the W Collective Co as well, um, as well as on um, Facebook and LinkedIn. So those are our three social channels, LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. Um, and yeah, and like what we're trying to do right now, because it's mostly me, so we're trying to do one interview released a week along with something else. So either a business feature or just a great, you know, um, piece of content on leadership or career tips. The podcast would be so much easier for you. I know, I know. But it's like you kind of almost have to do a little bit of both. Yeah. You you know, you have to do like online content and then you have to do like audio content, whatever. So yeah, so that's where people can find us. Awesome. Well, thank you for being my guest today. Thank you for having me. (laughs) You're definitely going to have to come back. (laughs) And also... That's going to be a hard episode yeah. to edit. It's almost two hours I long. know. <laughs> Today's episode of the Mommy Wines podcast was brought to you by NakedWines.com, Zaya Active, and Coffee Over Cardio. Do you love the show? Show your support by shopping the Mommy Wines podcast merch store at teespring.com or by becoming a monthly supporter of the show by clicking the support button at anchor.fm backslash mommywines or you can use the support link in the show notes below. Have you been wanting to start your own podcast? Join the MW Podcast Network. All info on the MW Network, merch, partnerships, coupon codes, episodes, blog posts, and so much more can be found at themommywines.com. As always, thank you for listening, and until next week, wine moms, parent and drink responsibly.